You're listening to Grace for the Grind, brought to you by CLB North American Mission. We're here to encourage and equip you through the ups and downs of life and ministry, because each of us needs some grace for the grind. Welcome to episode 149. I'm Dan Stenberg. And I'm Mike Natal. And today we have with us the Reverend Dr. Daniel Berge, professor of the New Testament at the seminary. And he's here to talk to us today about some exciting things that the seminary has coming up this fall. Thanks for joining us, man. Hey, yeah, this is cool. Happy to be here with you guys. So if you'd like to know more about Dan and like his bio, we had him on as a guest in episode 36. So I'd encourage you to go back and take a journey through the New Testament with Ryan and Mike and Dan. Nice. Daniel, we like to ask our guests icebreakers before we get started into, you know, the hard, heavy hitting questions that we're going to be asking you today. So our (laughs) question for our icebreaker is, who is your favorite musical artist? Ah, Can I say Dan Stenberg or is that cheating? Oh, get out of here. Only if you can name the band that he was in. Little Sue. Yeah, dude. I was (laughs) there. Little Sue together. (laughs) That was fun, man. Yeah, I'm sorry, because I'm sure Mike's kind of, I mean, Mike, you're like known for music. I'm kind of insulting you by choosing Dan in front no, of No, I would have picked Dan. Okay. I've heard his stuff. Actually, do you know that his stuff is now up on Apple Music? I don't even know how to find Apple Music if I wanted, so that's okay. There you go. What about yeah. Spotify? Um, there's a preview of Sirius XM in my car this week, so that's something. There you go. Yo, you could blast Daniel in your car for the next week. I'm serious. There's, there's no need to do that. This is <laughs> this is Mike being very gracious. Do it. <laughs> but yeah, Dan and I were in a band together while I or Daniel and I were in a band together while I was at uh, at Hillcrest. It was it was fun. What instruments are we talking here? Uh, I played guitar. Did I play something at the time? Yeah. Was I drummer? No, that was uh, one of the brews. I think Dave Keller played some guitar. Or maybe he played bass. I can't remember, but there was something like that. <laughs> Wait, we, so what did Daniel actually play? Was he, he just guitar. the eye candy? No, oh, Daniel oh, played guitar and oh, he guitar, did vocals okay. and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we did a lot of like covers. It was fun. We never like played for anybody else, right? No, we didn't, man. We just uh, played in the choir room. That's where we practiced all the time. I'd bring my tiny little lamp up there and we'd just rock out for a while. What was your favorite cover that you guys played together? Oh, man. I mean, I remember playing all the small things. Oh, yeah. Some, yeah. Okay, but for real, favorite musical artist, let's hear it. Dan Stenberg doesn't count? No. I mean, he could if you really want him to, but do you have another? It's not real. You got anybody else? I'm still a child of the 90s, and the yeah, first thing that comes to my mind is, well, it's got to be Eddie Vedder. I don't know if, if that's true, though, but that's like my okay. instinct. I mean, I could put... All kinds of guys that probably aren't really. I'm Billy Corgan. There's so many things I respect. Yeah, so many dude. Smashing pumpkins albums, uh, mm-hmm. and, and like that's a guy you'd listen to the whole album. So I think that's what I yeah. really appreciate about him. But seriously, I mean, he's got some unhealthy traits as well. <laughs> so I don't want to elevate him too high. Let's say God. There We're you Christian. go. Let's say God. <laughs> God in his music. That's great. Shout out. I wonder what type of God music you could find on Apple Podcasts. You'd probably find Godsmack. 
probably. They're probably the first thing that come up. Yep. Would be that. By child of the nineties, that, that was my, my musical development period for better. Yeah, dude. Sometimes worse. <laughs> <laughs> nice. All right. Hey, let's get into these questions. So coming up at the seminary, we've got the AA Peterson lectureship and then the fall conference. Can you just give us a bit of an idea as to what those things are, where that came from and, and how that's looking? Yeah, so the A.A. Peterson Lectureship began in October of 1991. Uh, of course, it's named after a former seminary president and educator, A.A. Okay. Peterson, who was known for the dramatic pause and you know his preaching. Nice. I think his family is still kind of interested in the the lectureship, which is kind of interesting as I've come to the seminary side to hear some things Sweet. about that. And every fall since that initial 1991, we've had guest speakers, big names in preaching, come in and talk about things to help preachers. So that's the main thing with the Peterson Lectureship. The Fall Conference, that's something we started J-Term, essentially. Yeah. This is kind of what J-Term was. J-Term, we'd been kind of rethinking for a while, and then COVID happened. Kind of hard to get people to come out to Fergus in January, huh? That's it. Yeah, no, that's miserable, man. <laughs> I remember driving down there and it being so cold, my car wouldn't start. And I was like, why am I here? Yeah. Like, this is, I don't live here anymore, but I'm coming here to freeze my tail off. <sighs> I'm thankful that you changed it. We had a speaker that we reached out to, you know, this big name guy. And he's all for it. And then he hears January. He's like, I try not to travel to that part of the country in winter. <laughs> So we moved it to fall, you know, the exciting name fall conference. And we decided to try to merge it with the Peterson lectureship. So, you know, they're kind of two different things Okay, trying to make it where if you come to one, Hey, two for one deal, we want you to have the best time we can. I do like two for one deals. So there you go. We'll see you in October, Mike. I'll be there. Yeah. So they're going to be happening this year on Thursday, October 12th is the AA Peterson lectureship. And then the fall conference, we're just having it be Friday this year. Last year, we did Friday and then Saturday morning. Maybe it was a hard ask for people. So we're saying, well, let's just try to make Friday the best we can. Friday, October 13th. Yes, Friday the 13th, the fall conference. In October, no less. In October. Yeah, yeah. That's that's pretty spooky. And then that fall (laughs) conference should be geared more (laughs) beyond just the preachers. You know, the Peterson lectureship is more for preachers. Okay. People who listen to sermons kind of like hearing about preaching too. So that's okay if you sure. find yourself there. And the fall conference is more geared at a wider audience. Then. So what's the intended purpose of both of them? If you could just tell us that quick. You know, this is going to be my answer. Maybe you'd get a few different answers from a few different people around here. But I'd say first, everybody gets this education, right? We want continuing education in our lives. We want to be continually learning and cultivate that, but also the community aspect. I don't want to neglect mm-hmm. that. There's something really important that you guys know about. And, and that's why I'd love to see you here in October. Let's get together. Mm-hmm. We want to try to enhance these things with some, maybe some more formal community building kind of things, you know, sit around, have a meal, okay. but certainly informal things happen around Fergus Falls. We want people to gather, get together, get to know each other. Yeah. So Daniel, what are the themes for this year? All right. So different theme for each event, even though it'll seem like one event. And and we even have the same speaker. Go figure. We could talk about that for the different themes. So for the preaching lectureship, generally the theme is law gospel preaching, which we could talk a little bit more about. But I'll introduce the other theme for the fall conference. We're going to be talking about 
Here, here's the title, Embracing the Fortresses of Family, State, and Church. Generally, if you're into Lutheran verbiage, this might be the three estates or something like that. Okay. Define that a little bit more if you want. Yeah, that would be great. So let's take them one at a time here. A.A. Peterson Lectureship, yeah. Law Gospel Preaching, break that down just a, a little bit more for us. Why did the seminary choose this theme and what, what are we looking at? Well, you know, there's always such a standard classic love for law gospel. What I kind of find is kind of interesting. We often talk about, oh, I love law gospel preaching or something like that. This guy's a real law gospel preacher. And, and I kind of have this thing in my head. Sometimes it actually comes out of my mouth. The question, what do you mean by that? Yeah. At Kuntz has done some work. This is our, our speaker, this guy, uh, Adam Kuntz. He's done some work. I, I came across some articles they were shared with me from someone else, kind of helping demonstrate that a very popular conception of what law gospel preaching is, is not what it started as. Okay, here's okay. what I mean by that. A lot of times, law gospel preaching sounds and acts like this, and, and this has been true in my own life and my own preaching as well, and I'm kind of growing out of it, though sometimes I still use it. The law gospel dynamic can become a grid that we put on a text and also therefore produces a structure for our sermon. So, you know, you look at the text and you're like, where's the law? Where's the gospel? Those are like the main things I'm looking to find. Then I find them based off my own categorizations. And then that becomes my sermon. I'm going to give you the law. Then I'm going to give you the gospel. Uh, and Kuntz has done some work saying, really, that's a mid to late 20th century development. It hmm. was not the way... I don't know if we can drop some names like CFW Walther preached, you know, the proper distinction of law and gospel. He actually didn't preach that way, nor did he teach preaching that way. And then you go back to Luther, you know, of course, oh, law and gospel, that's, that's our guy. Well, he didn't preach that way either, nor did he study the text that way. So I think there's some area for us to grow in that dimension. Hmm, interesting. Well, that'll be uh, an interesting lectureship there. Um I'm looking forward to that, and I, I am planning on being there. Let's move into the fall conference. So we've got the fortresses of family, state, and church. Yeah, break that down for us. But what, like, what's the felt need that led to like that theme being chosen? I think the felt need really comes to it's going to be 2023, the fall of 2023. I think we're probably going to start having some discomfort about the level of political uh, conversations that are going on at sure. that time. Yep. We're already is getting inundated with these kind of things. So really, I think politics is kind of the felt need behind that. That's kind of the driver okay. behind that. But maybe we want to say politics in its proper place. Okay. We asked around in the CLB for some help on a theme. One thing that came out was uh, some concerns with Christian nationalism. Mm -hmm. Our response might be, well, what do you mean by that? Of course, that's always a great question to ask. But that kind of thing, you know, the, just the political nature of our society right now, how elevated it's been, some concerns in the church about how to interact with politics. That's really what's driving this conversation on family, state, and church. And I'm not sure if that's the best order. Maybe it should be family, church, state. I don't know. Sure. Yeah, I wasn't sure. Like when I first read the themes, it made me wonder, like, I wasn't used to seeing state in there. Family and church, I was used to seeing, but then you bring in state, and I was like, 
Well, I, 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 I was very curious as to the, the direction that that was going. But yeah, uh, speaking into a, a political climate that could be pretty rough, I think, is probably pretty important. So that's... Uh, and our speaker's done some work, and I think some of his work on these things has kind of pushed into the question of what about when one of these estates takes on a role it's not supposed to? And maybe I shouldn't say mm-hmm. estate, one of these realms, one of these fortresses, as he would put it. Fortresses is going to be the word. I, I think he has some uh, stuff on YouTube defending the fortresses of family, state, and church or something like that. Okay. We chose embracing because, hey, that's part of our seminary verbiage that we there try you go. to embracing the word. Nice plug. Yeah. yeah, there you go. So, you know, what about, I mean, coming out of COVID, we're asking a lot of these questions. What if the state says you can't be a church the way you want to be a church anymore? You can't be a family the way you want to be a family anymore. How does our theology help us deal with those questions and the interactions and interrelationships between these three things? That's what we're hoping to, to wrestle with by inviting Adam Coons to speak on these things. So I heard you now mention his name. You officially named the puppy. So that brings us to our next question. Who is the speaker? Yeah, so the speaker is Adam Kuntz, who I wasn't really familiar with until I started seeing some of these articles he had written. I've had a few conversations with him. Seems like a really great guy. And and he does actually have a connection to one of our pastors and their families, I think. You guys know Mike Edwards in Pennsylvania? Yeah, Mike's a good dude. Yeah, Adam Kuntz, I think his first call outside of seminary was as a church planner. I think it was Pennsylvania itself. And I think he had a pretty significant role in Mike's son and daughter-in-law's faith or something nice. like that. You maybe want to ask Mike to get a little bit more on that, but that, that's kind of cool to have that connection. Yeah. So Adam Coots served as a church planner, which is, you know, a big point of emphasis right now in the LB. We're trying to have mm-hmm. these conversations. What does that look like? So cool to have a guy with that background. I love that he also served as a New Testament professor. Um, there you go. For seminary in... Indiana. He was there a few years and now he's been called out of that back to pastoral ministry and he's serving in Denver right now. Okay. He also does a podcast. I, I'm not a big podcast guy, so I, I'm, I'm reading this more than telling you out of my own experience, but he does a podcast called A Brief History of Power with Jonathan Fisk. Oh yeah, dude. I know Reverend Fisk. He used to be, he did, uh, what was that, Worldview Everlasting? Yeah, yeah dude. Yeah. That was some of my favorite YouTube stuff when I was going through seminar. I love that, dude. Yeah, that's where I've been exposed to him as well. So, yeah, interesting that he's got that connection as well. So, that, so that's who our speaker is, as you might have come across. And he's also a guy with a big family, homeschools his kids, which, you know, I okay. think is great. I'm into that kind of stuff. Yeah, seems like a great guy. Cool, man. Well, I'm excited to meet him, see what that looks like and to sit under the the teaching and just get to soak in some of, some of the experience. What's your hope? I mean, I know you touched on it just a little bit, but what like what's your hope? What's the seminary's hope for this time of gathering these two days that we'll get to spend together in Fergus? Yeah, well, just as we said, said at the start, you know, education and community. We want this to be a time for engagement with people and community life. I'll be honest, from the seminary side, we've grown so much in distance education Mm -hmm. that the on-campus experience isn't as it was when the three of us had gone through seminary. Even, you know, Dan, you were probably closer to growing into the distance stuff and it's changed since then. So, you know, we're trying to elevate those community kind of things. That's a pretty big goal. 
but we also want to grow through engagement with ideas. And I think one of the things Kuntz will bring to us is he's got some different ways that he's thinking about things, but there are things we agree with as well. Mm -hmm. Maybe he's just kind of pushing us to the borderline of something we already believe and helping us question, is that the way I believe this? And I think that's a great place for learning and growth, right? When, when we agree with something, but I'm not sure that the depth and yeah. nuance of it puts me in that same place. And, and whether we all end up with the same conclusion he, he comes to or not, sure, I'm excited to, to see what these conversations and what this growth will look like. Awesome. And that's also one of the good things about being there in person is that you can huddle around the heresy table and basically just <laughs> decompress and digest with other people, what they heard and what you heard and how you interpret that and everything. So that's why I'm looking forward to just kind of seeing that happen too, because whether or not we're in full agreement with what he says, at least it brings questions to the forefront for us to actually discuss together as uh, brothers and sisters in Christ, which would be good. Does the name dropping of the heresy table need a definition for your listeners or is that just a... <laughs> weekly thing for you oh well you know maybe we could like incentivize they could see it and experience it for themselves if they come to the fall conference yeah there you go yeah <laughs> which would be great so if you're wondering right now what's this heresy table come to the fall conference and check it out i promise you will not be disappointed <laughs> Michael be manning the the table uh, in between uh, in between sessions. Uh, that's awesome, Daniel. What is a verse that you'd like to share with our listeners that has encouraged you throughout ministry? Well, I got your question on that to think about it, and while well, I was I was starting to study for my sermon this next week, and just thought, well, actually, this is a great text. I love this text from Matthew chapter nine. And I got a pretty big chunk that I'm covering for the sermon. I'm tempted to talk about the new wine into old wineskins right now. But yeah. the problem would be I'd probably launch into a sermon and you probably don't have time for that. So let me focus. <laughs> Simple one that doesn't need that much explanation. You don't need a sermon at here. Matthew 9, 13. Jesus says this. Go and learn what this means. I desire mercy and not sacrifice. For I came not to call the righteous, but sinners. Hmm. Just drop that there. There you go, man. Good word. Good word to end on. Daniel, thank you for being our guest today. As you explained to us all about the A.A. Peterson Lectureship and the Fall Conference, we're looking forward to that. We want to let people know that as information gets rolled out for it, you'll be able to see it if you regularly check the LBS website, which is lbs.edu, or you follow them on Facebook, or you follow the Lutheran Brethren a Facebook page as well, as more information is made known of that, I would assume, and you know what happens when you assume, but I'm going to take full responsibility of it. I would assume that as more information is being released for this, it would be there. So if you're wondering more information about it, that, or you could call one of the nicest people that I know, which is Patty's Weirs at the seminary, and you could just talk her ear off and ask her as many questions as possible. So she would love to field all of your questions and concerns. So shout out Patty's Weirs. She's the best. She's fantastic. Daniel, thanks for being a great guest. Hey, thanks guys. This is fun. As we leave, I just want to leave us with this benediction from Romans 
15, verses 5 and 6. Here's what it says. May the God of endurance and encouragement grant you to live in such harmony with one another in accordance with Christ Jesus, that together you may with one voice glorify the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. And I thought that that was fitting as we're trying to bring everybody together for the fall conference, that we would join together in one voice as a denomination and come and hear all that is being shared, digest it together and understand it better as well as we continue to further God's kingdom here. And so that's going to do it for us for Grace for the Grind. And we're happy that you were able to be a part of our show today. We hope that you would share this episode with a friend, a colleague, a loved one, and that you would turn on the notifications to know when the next podcast drops so that you can be one of the first people to listen to it. So that's going to do it for us here, and we will catch you next time. Adios. Thanks for listening to this episode of Grace for the Grind, a CLB North American Missions podcast. For more resources like this, check out clbforge.org.